Oh, hey, look, I'm small. Just like the chances of me being happy with the Packers first round picks. Nation, welcome to another episode of podcast, the podcast where you don't have your back soon, but it sure does up. I'm your host, Tom. Only a couple more days of mocks, Tom. Just a couple more days. Grassy, and today we're going to be doing our first full first round mock draft for every single team. We're going to go through. We're going to do it, and we're going to get it done, and we're going to do it live. Well, at least I'm doing it live. It's going to be pre-recorded, so, you know, when I accidentally say a name wrong or I say butts one too many times I can edit it out so let's get down to business to defeat the Huns starting off with the Jacksonville Jaguars and their first pick the Jaguars there's been uh, some talks about Trayvon Walker potentially going as the first round pick that has been picking up a little bit of speed and momentum over these past few days However, I think they're going to stay with the easy pick here. I don't think it'd be the end of the world if they went with Walker, but I think Aiden Hutchinson is just a safer pick at this point. And so because of that, I have them sticking with Aiden Hutchinson at one. Moving on to number two, you got the Detroit Lions. The Lions, they have a couple of options here. I know some people have been mocking a QB like Malik Willis to the Lions, but they also have a lot of other needs, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You've seen Dan Campbell come in and obviously want to build this team in the trenches as evident from their first picks in last year's draft. Again, I could be wrong. I don't think they're going to go QB here because I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. Yes, they have an out in Jared Goff's contract after this season, but, and I don't think the Lions are going to be amazing this year, they can go and draft their QB next year in a much better draft class. So could they decide to go? Absolutely. Will they? I think they're going to wind up passing. And so when looking at where I think they could go, I think Thibodeau makes a lot of sense, though, in some recent mocks you have seen him fall. I think also a guy like Sauce Gardner makes a lot of sense because, yes, they did draft a CB in Okuda just a couple of years ago, but he's been dealing with injuries and inconsistencies, and so they might decide to go get a top corner. I think they'll stick with Thibodeau just because they'll add a little bit more oomph to that defensive line and be able to get after quarterbacks, and so because of that, I think they'll stick with Thibodeau. Then the Houston Texans at number three, the team that literally needs absolutely every position. They could do just about anything here, and I think that they'll be okay. They could go with a premier tackle, which is where I think they're going to go. They are basically going to probably choose between Icky or Evan Neal. I'm going to lean towards Evan Neal at this point. Evan Neal was originally favored to be the number one overall pick. And while Icky has definitely been getting a lot of press lately, and he's probably going to go in the top five, I think they stick with Evan Neal here. They address a big need that they have on that offensive line because it doesn't matter who their QB or their running back is. If they have no time to throw the ball or to find lanes, they're not doing a whole lot of anything. So because of that, I'm going to go with Evan Neal. Following that, you got the J.A.T. S suck, suck, suck. New York Jets, their first of two top 10 picks. 
The Jets, yeah, they're they're another team that are in need of a couple of things. Obviously, going and getting Makai Becton and trying to protect Zach Wilson. Becton just has to stay healthy. Could they go tackle here? Yes, they could. However, I think they're going to wind up going with a corner here. You could argue if it's Sauce or Stingley, who's the best corner here. I think they're going to go with Sauce just because I think that is the better pick for them. And so because of that, Sauce Gardner goes to the Jets. Following that, you got the New Jersey Giants. So, I, how are they going to screw this up is the question of the day that it really is. They, they need to address a couple of things. They need to address both sides of the football on the line. Their offensive line really needs to get better. I think if they fall into this particular scenario, they're going to say, hey, let's go get a premier tackle to try and keep Daniel Jones upright. Then we'll focus on the other side of the ball in just two picks. So here, this is where I see Sticky Icky going. And because of that, they're going to make their offensive line a whole lot better. Following that, you got the Carolina Panthers, who are an interesting team. They could go for a QB, which is much needy if they like a guy like Malik Willis or others, or they could address the offensive line. Now, you're talking about Matt Rule probably in his last year if he really doesn't turn things around. They have a very young defense because they invested heavily in the defense in the past few drafts. And so, looking ahead... I think O-line is one of their biggest needs. And the way that I'm looking at it is kind of similar to the Lions. The Panthers, I mean, they have the Buccaneers and Tom Brady coming back who are probably going to win the division. I don't know how competitive the Panthers are going to be. I think they'll be better than they were last year. But at the same time, if they really want to, again, they can trade up and potentially go get their QB next year because I don't see them making the playoffs this year. So because of that, I'm actually going to have them not go with a QB, and I'm going to have them address the offensive line. Instead, I'm going to have them go with Charles Cross. Now, I will say what makes the Carolina Panthers interesting is because they don't have a lot of picks in this draft. So they could very well decide, hey, let's go get a QB right now. But in this scenario... I'm just going to have them address a need and get a tackle. Then you have the New Jersey Giants picking once again at number seven. And here, I think if Trayvon Walker is still sitting there, they absolutely pull the trigger on him here. They address both sides of the ball and they'll be very, very happy if this actually works out. But it's the Giants, so they probably won't. Then you got the Atlanta Falcons picking another team that could potentially go after a quarterback. On top of that, they could use some help along their offensive line, and they could also use some help in their secondary. If I'm just taking a gander here, the guys that stick out to me is probably going to be Stingley just because you're going to get a premier corner and just trying to rebuild that team. And let's be very honest, that is what the Falcons are doing. They are in full-blown rebuild mode. We have no idea what's going on with their quarterback. They got Marcus Mariota, but they'll probably be drafting a quarterback. If not in this draft, they'll be drafting him next year. And here, I think they might as well go out and get a premium talent instead of reaching for a QB because honestly, they could probably just get one later in the draft. So I'm going to have them go with Stingley here. Following that, you got the Seattle Seahawks chilling at number nine, another team that could do a litany of things. They're in dire need of a quarterback. They could decide to finally address their offensive line or get a premium guy for their defense. We all know Pete Carroll's probably going to lean towards the defense. 
here, if I'm going to take a wild guess, I think they're going to go edge rusher. I think Karloftis makes a lot of sense here to put some pressure on some good QBs that are within their division. Other guys I could see them going with are a Kyle Hamilton. They could go a Trent McDuffie. But here, I'm going to have them get after the quarterback and go with George Karloftis. Then you got the New Jersey Jets picking once again. And here, a lot of people are mocking them to get a wide receiver. I'm actually going to agree with that. They could go after Trent McDuffie, and I wouldn't be terribly surprised. But it all depends on if they wind up trading for Debo Samuel. I think they're definitely going to be in on that. It's going to be a matter of the 49ers are actually going to pull the trigger. So if they do not trade for Debo Samuel, I think they're going to go with not Drake London, but Jamison Williams here. He does come with a bit of a risk, but I think if his ACL is healthy, he is going to be the best wide receiver in this draft. And because of that, I'm going to go with Jamison Williams. Then number 11, you got the Washington Commanders making their first pick. The Commanders are another team. They basically have the entire board. They can decide to address their secondary. They can go interior offensive line, which is needed. They can go wide receiver because Scary Terry's about to make a whole lot of money. There's a couple places they can go, and I can kind of understand all of them. Hell, they can go after a quarterback. I think if the board falls this way, I think they're going to say, hey, you know, we haven't had a really good safety in a while, and plus you have a talent like Kyle Hamilton. If he falls out of the top 10, I think Washington is just not going to pass up on him. This is a very deep wide receiver class. So because of that, I think they're going to go after Kyle Hamilton. Here. Then you got the purple incarnation of Satan. You got the Minnesota Vikings at number 12. Here, this is a pretty interesting board for the Vikings. They could decide to beef up that O-line a little bit more. However, I think Trent McDuffie would be great for them. They definitely are in desperate need for some corners. And so because of that, I'm going to have them go with Trent McDuffie. Following that, you got the Houston Texans once again, a team that is in desperate need of a lot of things. They originally went offensive line and is my earlier pick. And so here they could decide to continue to build on that offense. Of course, they've locked up Brandon Cooks for a couple more years. So they could get another wide receiver to make it a little bit easier for Davis Mills. And if we're deciding, I think Garrett Wilson is the safer pick, but Drake London has the bigger upside. They could also decide to beef up that defense, but here I'll have them sticking offense and I'll have them go with Drake London. He is an imposing wide receiver. And while he doesn't have the speed that a lot of people like, I think he'd be a great target for Davis Mills or whoever their future QB is going to be. Following that, you got the Baltimore Ravens picking at number 14. The Ravens are an interesting team because I think they're going to be really good this year if they can just stay alive and keep, I don't know, 75% of their team off of IR. This is another interesting board here. It's likely that they are going to go defense. And here, I'm going to have them actually go with Jordan Davis, the DL from Georgia. Why Davis over Wyatt? First of all, Davis is an absolute run stuffer, and I think he does that phenomenally well. On top of that, he's a bit younger than Wyatt. So I think they're going to go with a little bit more youth here. You're going to get a premium run stuffer here. And I think they're going to go up and they're going to get Jordan Davis. Then you got the Philadelphia Eagles. Their first of two first round picks here. And we all make fun of them potentially going wide receiver. But I think that's a real possibility with Jalen Rieger. And so if they're met with this scenario, they could say, hey, do we go with Garrett Wilson, who I think is a very safe pick? Or do we go with linebacker? and get Devin Lloyd. In this scenario, I think if Garrett Wilson winds up falling to them, they absolutely pull the trigger here. So yes, they are going to take three first-round wide receivers, but hey, 
It'll make their offense a lot better. Then you got the New Orleans Saints with their first of two first round picks. It is likely that the Saints wind up trying to trade up to get a premium tackle. They obviously need a wide receiver here. With the main wide receivers off the board, you still have Olave, but I think they're going to wind up going tackle here just to make sure they don't miss out on their guy. So they'll go with Raymond here. Again, I think that there's a good chance that they trade up for this position, but seeing how the board has fallen in this mock draft, I have them addressing one of their biggest needs. Following that, you got the LA Chargers picking. And again, this is another team could go after wide receiver. But again, this is a deep draft for a wide receiver. So quite honestly, I see them going and making their secondary a bit better. You saw against the Raiders, they had a tough time stopping them. And of course, the fact that they're arguably in the hardest division this year with some damn good quarterbacks, you're going to need good secondaries. And so because of that, I think they're going to go up and potentially get a guy like Andrew Booth Jr. Following that, if you are the Eagles, you are a happy, happy person because you were dressed wide receiver getting one of the best guys in the draft in Garrett Wilson. And here, if Devin Lloyd is still available for you, you have a needed linebacker, you go out and you get him, no questions asked. Then the Saints are on the clock once again, and they are able to get a tackle with their first pick. And here, if Chris Olave is sitting there, he just screams to be a New Orleans Saint. I think that the Saints would be incredibly happy to wind up getting him, and they're able to get him at number 19. Yeah, I think Chris Olave would be a Saint. Then you got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are going to look like they're going to be rocking with Mitch Trubisky this season. This is another team, could use a wide receiver. Hell, maybe they get a guy out of the slot like Sky Moore. But here, I think they address actually one of their biggest needs, and that's going to be along the offensive line. We saw what happened with Ben Roethlisberger when he didn't have a very good offensive line, and whoever their starting QB is going to be, I imagine Mike Tomlin does not want a repeat of that. So I'm actually going to have them go with Tyler Linderbaum here. It's not a very flashy or explosive pick, but I think it's a good pick for the Steelers and it just helps their QB stay upright. Then you got the New England Patriots picking at 21. It's a team that they could definitely use some help on the offensive line in the interior. They could use some secondary help. They also could get a good linebacker. And here you have Nicobe Dean who has fallen into their laps. I think he would do absolutely amazing on the Patriots. And I think Bill Belichick would say, yeah, let's take him. Following that, you got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers sitting on the board. And this could very well be what the draft board looks like come Thursday. No QBs taken in the first round as of yet. And the Packers need to decide, okay, what side of the ball are we addressing? We know the wide receiver need. And you could also look at potentially boosting up that secondary, that defensive line. Devontae Wyatt is sitting here. And I have mocked Devontae Wyatt to the Packers before. However, I think because of Wyatt's age, they would potentially shy away from him this could be a pick that might not be the most popular but they might go offensive line here just as a precaution they're still able to get some really good guys or of course they can go wide receivers with a guy like george pickens i don't think they'll go to sky more because he's going to be more of a slot guy and i think that they already have their slot guys and they're not going to give up on amari rogers just yet but i'm actually going to have them address the secondary here and go with lewis seen out of georgia and again this might not be the most popular pick but with Darnell Savage coming into a contract year. On top of that, there's some concerns if he's going to be able to develop into the first rounder, you know, where his, where his potential could be. I just think that scene could be a really nice addition here. And it's just another piece for Joe Barry to utilize. And I think that this could potentially put them over the top. So because of that, I'm actually going to have their first pick 
be Lewis seen. Then at number 23, you got the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals, they could address their offensive line here. I do think instead, if Devontae Wyatt is sitting there, I think it's a no-brainer for them to beef up that defensive line. They got absolutely trampled by the Rams, and who knows what's going to go on with Kyler Murray. But here, I think they're going to get a premium guy in Devontae Wyatt. I mentioned he is a little bit older, but it keeps that defense fresh, and they're able to terrorize some opposing QBs. Following that, you got the Dallas Cowboys picking at number 24. This is another one. They could go with a wide receiver and maybe get a Sky Moore. Obviously, losing Amari Cooper and why Sky Moore would be more in the slot. I think it couldn't hurt. However, I think their biggest need right now is going to be guard. And if Zion Johnson is sitting right there, they're going to want to get some protection for Dak Prescott. So because of that, I have them drafting Zion Johnson. Then you got the Buffalo Bills picking at number 25. They could go offensive line here. They can go corner here. I think wide receiver is a possibility because they lost Cole Beasley. But considering what happened to them against the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they're going to prioritize corner. So while it might be a little bit of a reach, I'm going to have them go with Elam here just because I think corner is their biggest need and I think is going to help them the most in this upcoming season. They could address offensive line and running back later in this draft. So here, I'm going to have them go with Elam. Then at number 26, you got the Tennessee Titans. An interesting team that could address the defensive line. I know a lot of people are talking about that. They could go after wide receiver after losing Julio Jones. But here, I think they're going to wind up sticking with offensive line. I think they could use a guard. I think they could use a right tackle. And here, I think them going after Tyler Smith would be a smart move. Tyler Smith actually could wind up playing guard based off of his size. But I think Tyler Smith would be a good addition for the Titans and drastically improves that offensive line. Then you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picking at number 27. Now, this is a pick that I think they're going to reach a little bit for, but I think arguably their biggest need is going to be guard, and I think Kenyon Green is a guy who's very likely to go in the first round. So I think they're going to reach up a little bit, and while they could get some other good guys at premium positions, I think they're going to address their biggest need here and go get Kenyon Green. Following that, you got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers picking once again at 28, and if this is the board, they're picking George Pickens. Just because they have met with him a number of times, yes, there's a lot of character issues that are coming out, but I think the guy has also matured as he's gone through college. A lot of stuff is coming out a couple of days before the draft, and I think going to a place like Green Bay where you're going to have a guy like Randall Cobb in the wide receiver room, that'll get you humble real quick, and so because of that, I'm going to have them address their biggest need and go wide receiver here. Then you got back-to-back picks by the Kansas City Chiefs. They are in desperate need of a wide receiver, so I think the first one is an easy one, and that's going to be Sky Moore from Western Michigan. It gives another weapon for Patrick Mahomes, and you know they attempt to try and replace the production of Tyreek Hill, which is not going to happen with just one guy. Following that, that's where it gets a little bit complicated here. They could go with a guy like Travis Jones and beef up that defensive line. However, I think they're actually going to go with corner here. Petrie makes a lot of sense from Baylor. Again, you're going to be in the AFC in a very difficult division where a lot of really good quarterbacks reside. I think beefing up that secondary is the way to go. So because of that, I'm going to have them go with Petrie. Then you got the Cincinnati Bengals at number 31. The Bengals, they did what they were supposed to do. They made that offensive line better for Joe Burrow in free agency. And now they're going to be probably looking at interior defensive line and or corner. I think corner is a little bit of a bigger need for them. So I think they're going to wind up going up a tiny bit and they're going to wind up getting Daxton Hill from Michigan. He can play slot corner really well. Yeah, you still got Eli Apple, but... 
do you really want to rely on him? So because of that, they go with Daxton Hill and get a little bit more insurance at the position. Then finally, you got the Detroit Lions. And if this is the way the board falls, this is super interesting. Here is the only scenario where I really think that taking Malik Willis would make sense because if he works out, you get him on the fifth-year option, you get to have him learn behind Jared Goff, and you get him at 32, there are worse things there. They could go wide receiver here, but I think since the premium wide receivers are gone, I could see them ending this first round with Malik Willis if he's able to fall to the end of the first, which I think is a definitely possibility. So because of that, I have them going after their QB with their final pick in the first round. So here you have it. There is the mock draft as it stands. Only one quarterback taken as opposed to Maurice Jones-Drew saying there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the top 10. I just think that a lot of teams are going to try and get those other premium positions and then go after the quarterbacks on day two. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. You guys saw me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out PatCast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over Patreon.com slash Tom Grassy Comedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassy. And as always, go Pat Go. Go.